Hello and welcome to the Q York podcast. It's great to have you with us today and we hope that as you listen, you'll be inspired as we continue on our shared quest together. This podcast is entirely free and yet it's not cheap to put together and wouldn't be possible without the generosity of our supporters. So if you consider yourself a supporter of Q, then please head to qyork.co.uk and hit donate to show your support today because there really is no Q without you. Thank you and enjoy today's message. Hey everybody, greetings and blessings. So good to have the opportunity to connect with you again and uh, share a few thoughts, whether you are uh, here at home in the UK or to the many of you who uh, listen and watch around the world. I pray that you'll be blessed today and what I have to say will help you in your journey. I hope you're making it through the current situation, at least in some kind of reasonable uh, health and sanity. I know that here in the UK we've just come out of and are entering yet another week of lockdown, uh, which we're doing our best to um, to work with, but also true to the ethos and values of Q, I am asking lots of questions uh, so that we might sift through the whole thing to find what is the real truth that makes us free. Anyway, today I want to talk to you about what lies beyond the pain. There are a couple of things that I want to draw out of some ancient wisdom text on moving forward in life emotionally, spiritually and practically. The characters involved in the story that I want to talk about um, are Abraham, the, the uh, ancient Hebrew patriarch. His father, Terah, his nephew, Lot, and uh, his, his youngest brother, Haran. Um, there is a tragedy in this story that, that um, is taken by whoever compiled it and wrote about it that presents to us a fascinating and very interesting perspective on how we deal with and face things in life that create pain for us. The, the content of the story is typical of ancient spiritual writings. Uh, that if you read it correctly, like you would read a map, this becomes a roadmap for life. It becomes a roadmap for spiritual travellers. But just like with any map, you've got to look at the detail of the map and plot the course. And if you do, it will be of great value because it will lead you somewhere. And so here I want to I use um, the, what's written in, in, in the Bible, in the book of Genesis chapter 11 from verse 27. Just listen to this. Let me talk about it. Uh, this is the genealogy of Terah. There's the father. Terah became the father of Abram. There's Abraham. Nahor, the middle child, and Haran, the youngest. And Haran became the father of Lot. While his father Terah was still alive, Haran died in Ur of the Chaldeans in the land of his birth. So the youngest son dies. Tragedy in the family. Before the father, the youngest son dies. And, and Terah then took his son Abraham, his grandson, uh, Lot the son of Aaron, his daughter-in-law Sarah, the wife of his son Abraham, and together they set out from Ur of the Chaldeans to go to the land of Canaan. There's always a movement within us, whether it's uh, physical, uh, emotional, uh, spiritual, mental, to, to try and 
escape or move away from the place of of our pain that the, the challenge that that so so clearly uh, faces us and so 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 uh, Terra takes takes them and he heads out to go to the land of Canaan which I don't want to say too much about that because uh, it's not incredibly relevant to what we want to talk about but it, it, it does represent the place of promise but when they came to Haran they settled there now a question what was the name of Terah's son that died Haran what was the name of the place that they got stuck at Haran now, this place, Haran, is sometimes written as Haran, Haran, or Charan, however you wish to pronounce it. Um, but what I find interesting is that the writer of the story has rooted it back down where the name of the town where they settled and got stuck is the same as the name of the son that Terah lost that died. It seems that what the writer's trying to convey to us, and this is why I love the, 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 this roadmap idea of these ancient writings, what he's conveying to us is that, is that Abraham's father was unable to journey beyond the point of his pain. Now, folks, this is not unusual. And we may often think we've done better than we really have, but journeying beyond the point of our pain... And for some of you, it literally is and has been um, the loss of a, a child, a loved one. Um, for all of us, there is some arena, some, some expression of this, where something died, we lost something, we were disappointed, um, we, we, we were challenged with something that created inner pain or outer pain that we were trying to deal with. And, and we find ourselves unable to journey beyond the point of pain. Somehow, whatever we do to move away and forward, we get stuck at a point of the pain that we just can't seem to journey beyond. And, and this is what it's being conveyed here. Um, so have, having left your country on the way to a better place, you can get stuck in the situation of influences and influencers. So I wonder whether uh, the story is conveying here that, that Terra, having tried to move to a better place, gets stuck because the influences in his own life, in his surroundings, from within. And the influencers, those who've always got something to say, um, are, are, are significant in the process of getting stuck. The influencers that say, you really shouldn't be trying to move away from this. Really, you should be staying where you are. Uh, really, what are you doing and why are you doing it this way? And the influencers who try to bring some sense of shame of why are you, why are you trying to do this? Why are you trying to move where you are? Why are you changing the way you think? Why are you changing the way you act? Why have you changed what you believe? So for some of us who this journey is part of our spiritual church journey, for many of you like me, there are influences and influences that will seek to trap you 
and keep you stuck in the place that you need to move away from. See, pain, disappointment, insecurity and nostalgia, that's a big thing for we church folks, can, and, and of course wherever there's an emotional attachment, they can keep you stuck indefinitely in a place from which you should have moved on but never did. The likelihood is, like, like terror, you will die there. Because what happened in this story is that uh, terror tried to deal with his pain, tried to move away from, from what, what brought that pain so much into focus, uh, got stuck that he couldn't move beyond the situation. And uh, what the text says is that he died there. He never got away from that. Uh, and the likelihood is like terror that, that you will die there in that place of pain unless you really know what to do next. For some of you, the greatest motivation I can give you at this time today is to say, do you really want to die there? Where you are in dealing with all the issues of your life, whether it's, whether it's a, a challenge of belief within you and, and a reconstructing of your understanding of God and the Bible and things and life and spirituality, whether it's to do with a relationship, a loss, a lack, a broken friendship, um, a, a dogma, a difficulty, a conflict, a confrontation, whatever they are, for some of you, the greatest motivation I can give you is, do you really want to die there? Because you will. That's what this story is saying. You will. If you don't get beyond the pain, if you don't get beyond that challenge, you will die in that place that represents what is at the root of your problem in every dimension of life and thought and feeling. Now, now Abraham the older son eventually found the courage to leave the place where his father had become stuck. So they've all moved to this place. It represents the source of pain. Abraham eventually found the courage to leave this place where his father had become stuck. Now, now the, this is again bringing to the fore an important thing. You can become caught up in the stuckness. That's a word I've made up. You can become caught up in the stuckness of others so you don't move on you don't move away you don't move forward you don't change you don't reassess you don't question you don't challenge you don't move forward because you're caught up in the stuckness of others and somehow feel obligated to remain stuck yourself because of what it may mean to the situation that you are wanting to move away from almost can feel a little bit like uh, irreverence, blasphemous, whatever, that, oh, well, you know, I shouldn't be wanting to change. I shouldn't be wanting to be moved away. Now, this applies to me very deeply in my upbringing in church and, and what, I was, what I was fed to believe in the beginning and how that has now changed. And, and uh, uh, I am trying to the best of my ability and have been successful in some degree of getting free from the stuckness of others um, but of course, it's not always an easy place to be, but it is the right way to go. See, Abraham became determined to reshape the potential outcome of the story, to break away from the pain of the past and from under the shadow of implied shame. Now, see, there's always a thing in this where when you're trying to deal with the pain of the past, there will always be something or someone 
that implies shame upon you. Sometimes shame and blame. How can you be so happy when your father just lost this? How can you be moving on when that? How can you this? And, and there's this shame that somehow you should not be seeking to reshape the outcome of this story. You should not be seeking to break away from the pain of the past. You should stay there because it's shameful for you and all that it suggests to move away. Now that, that's not easy. It's not easy to, to reshape and move away. It's not easy because this place is always recognisable by the pressure of how others want you to feel and want you to respond. And that happens to all of us and it's something we need to face and deal with and be willing to walk away from uh, if we are going to be free from getting stuck in that place of pain. Uh, so Abraham... Abraham eventually finds the courage to leave and and just as a little side point he takes with him his brother's son remember the brother that died Aaron he takes with him his brother's son a guy called Lot and and I think there's a there's an implication here that that Abraham recognizing what needs to be done to break out from where they have become stuck because they never dealt with the source of that pain he took his brother Lot's son, his brother's son Lot, the next generation. Abraham wants the next generation to come with him. And that's a challenge because you could say, well, you're breaking up the family. Why, why are you pulling these people in that direction? I've had that as a leader and a pastor. Why, why can't we do it like we always did it? Why can't we do it the old way? Why don't we just believe what we used to believe? And why are you kind of pulling people uh, that way? Well, it's because you're trying to free others from the stuckness that you know existed yourself and it becomes really an act of situational redemption you're trying to redeem it by pulling what is born of that situation pulling it out of the situation into a place of freedom so it puts it like this in genesis chapter 12 and verse 1 the lord had said to abraham leave your country your people and your father's household and go to the land that I will show you. This, the ancient text here defines three necessary levels of leaving that must take place if you want to move from the place of pain and halted progress and access the place of promise. And those three, those, those three necessary levels of leaving are leave your country, leave your people, leave your father's house. Now, Again, like I said about reading the map, that might not mean too much to you, but it's incredibly important. These, these are like marker points, location points on the journey. Reference points is probably the best word. These are reference points in plotting your course. You have to leave country, people, father's house. Now the question would be, why does he say you got to leave your country, your people, your father's house. These three things are used because of what each of them represent. Each of them represents a circle of influence, a worldview, a way of thinking and being that we have all had either imposed upon us or have developed within us from the situation that we have lived in. And, and, they are potential traps no matter how good they are. What he's saying is, if you don't understand 
um, uh, the circles of influence, the, the worldview they give you, the way they make you think, <clears throat> and, and the being that they demand you become, they become a potential trap, no matter how good you are going to get stuck. Each of them is held in the grip of past events, experiences and obligations. Each one of them is really rooted in past. It's rooted in what has been, what had been said, what, what the way things have been created. It's rooted in the past is what I'm trying to say. Each of them is held, country people, fathers, house, circles of influence in the grip of past events experiences and obligations and so we begin to try and live those out now you know for those of you raised in church like me particularly evangelical or fundamental uh, settings you you will see these but I also want to say I see this in people's political views I see this in people's emotional views I see this in people's moral compass if, if that's a good word to use it and it's still stuck it's a potential trap no matter how good we think it is so each can put a good case for your allegiance and faithfulness each of these country people father's house can put a really good case to say your allegiance and faithfulness should never shift uh, from this position, from this place, from this belief, from this understanding, from this knowledge, from this experience, from this pain, you shouldn't move. So let's talk about what they are. Country, leave your country. I believe country is talking about the widest sphere of influence. I, I would put it this way, country really is common narrative. The common narrative is the one that has been basically developed and then embraced by the majority as being the expression of who they are and what what you should believe and how you should believe it and what should be said. And, and, and all of us are in situations where there is a common narrative. Uh, probably its strongest application to me is why I have booked the trend in challenging what I was taught to believe so much in my evangelical upbringing because there is a common narrative of how you're supposed to understand this and we all understand it this way so if you don't understand it this way you are being unfaithful you are you are um, being unrighteous and so you have to first leave the common narrative, the, the, the country, the biggest thing. What is the common narrative that we just almost embrace and accept without thinking? You've got to leave that if you're going to get free and go to the place you're supposed to be. The common narrative is rarely the best partner to progress. And that's why, that's why political groups, denominations, um, idealists and various things get stuck because... Because once a common narrative has developed, it's rarely the best partner to progress because then we demand allegiance to the narrative rather than excitement towards a progress. So country is the first one. People is the second level. These are circles of influence. People becomes the second level. Now, I would define people as... In the context of those ancient writings your people was really your tribe okay so the country was your everybody the big common narrative we all belong to this but the people was your 
your tribe. So people's talking about tribal bias. And I'll tell you what, we all are victims, willing victims many of the time, because we've embraced the common narrative of tribal bias. You know, Christian against non-Christian, Muslim against against non-Muslim, Hindu against not whatever whatever the religious situation, or or conservative against liberal, or liberal against socialist, or or, or socialist against whatever nationalist. We we develop tribal bias now. We can justify and make that right because this is the group to which we belong. But tribal bias has only ever in the history of the world created fighting, division, war. It never healed anything. So I find it interesting that, that one can push the idea of equality and unity but be so, but be so rigid and dogmatic about their tribal bias that actually when you closely look at it the two counteract each other so he says you've got to leave your country you, you cannot you cannot move forward if you are uh, trapped in a common narrative you cannot move forward if you embrace a tribal bias and then he moves on to father's house so country common narrative people tribal bias Father's house. I would describe father's house as intimate emotional connection to that which birthed you and has given you identity and a sense of security because that's what a father is. Leave your father's house, okay? Um, that, and, 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 and so this intimate emotional connection to that which birthed you means we, we become loyal to that. Now, I'm not saying we should not be loyal to that which birthed us but the role that that which birthed us plays in our development and progress can become a contributor to keeping us stuck in a place that ultimately is a place of pain that we cannot leave rather than being able to move to the place of progress and of course it's our father's thing just by just by cultural sociological uh, reality that gives us our identity and therefore we link to that a sense of security. So those things together, that, that which has birthed you, given you identity and a sense of security, which can be a, uh, it, it can be a person, it can be a, a marriage, it can be an association, an attachment, it can be uh, a religion, it can be a political party, it can be all these kind of things. You have to understand that, that is what shapes your preferences. And so when we think that we are free, amazing people, what is usually happening is that we operate according to the preferences that we have developed. And preferences really are more connected with learned behavior um, than personal development. And the problem is all of those things get us stuck because you know, we, we all like what we prefer. The problem is that what we prefer might not be helping us to move forward. So we have to leave country, common narrative, people, tribal bias, and father's house, the intimate emotional connection to these things that shape our preferences. See, see they all feed, and I understand why we become uh, so attached to them, they all feed our need for belonging, 
for safety, for identity, for security. And all these are legitimate and valid and, and important to us as human beings. The problem is that they all feed our need for belonging, safety, identity and security, but not progress. They do not feed the, the call to progress. Now, now, leaving anything for some is a source of great pain. I'm, I'm one of those people. I'm a very, very, very loyal person. And I value loyalty above everything else. And leaving anything for some like me is a source of great pain. And I, I get that for some of you. Leaving anything behind, this whole idea of moving from the common narrative, of, of, of loosening the tribal bias, of of maybe going against what has been shaped by the emotional attachment to this whole idea of what fathered you is a source of pain. But, 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 but you must understand the pain of the past will never be an innocent bystander in the journey of life, okay? Whatever creates that pain in, in whatever dimension for any of us it will never be an innocent bystander in the journey of life. It will always either be a parasite or a propellant. Now, my job today is to try and get you to move from the parasitical nature of that pain to the propellant nature of that pain. You see, what happened with Terah over his son, over his son, um, uh, oh, good Lord, brain's gone dead. Over his, over his son, I'm looking for it here, excuse me, Haran, <laughs> sorry, I apologise. What happened to him over his son, Haran, uh, was became a parasitical thing. Forgive me for that, I'm sorry, I, I totally lost my place there. Um, it became a parasitical thing. So that thing within him, that, that point that caused the pain, that point of deep challenge, that point of... Uh, where he felt obligated, he became a parasite that was always eating away from the inside. So that's why he got stuck in the place that he's named after that. And he died there without ever moving on and being able to get away from what it was that was that source of pain. I want it to become a propellant for you. As with Abraham got to the point where he said, I'm going to leave country people, father's house, because I'm moving on. So let me make a couple of little statements and then I'll, I'll bring this to some conclusion. Familiarity is a faithful friend, but a bad mentor. See, we, we, we establish way too much of our security in familiarity, but we don't recognize it as such when we are putting our trust and security in it. We see it as something more than it is. The familiarity is simply a known historic place, feeling, response, action um, that, that makes us feel okay because it's familiar. <laughs> but that familiarity may be a faithful friend, but it's a bad mentor. It will teach you to stay stuck in the place that you felt you wanted to leave. Sorry, there's another problem, but there you go. Okay, <laughs> excuse me again. Okay, shame is a cruel taskmaster, always demanding more than you can give. And I think in all of these things of pain, I think of this with Abraham's father over his son, uh, how shame 
would be involved in there. The shame of what happened. Could we have prevented it? Could this have been done differently? Did we really need to do that? Should we have left there? Should this relationship have broken down? Shame is a cruel taskmaster, always demanding more than you can give. That's another reason why you have to leave. Fear is a strength-sapping, future-blocking, manipulator of the present and preventer of progress. That's why fear, familiarity, shame, fear must not be allowed to dominate our choice in this situation. See, the journey of faith, however you want to look at what faith is, is really the embracing of a new reality. And that's why Abraham is talked about as being a man of faith, because of the willingness to embrace the new reality. And that's what I want you to do today. But we have to leave all three to fully gain the benefit of what lies ahead. And so it goes on to say this in, about Abraham written in the New Testament in Hebrews 11. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. It's okay to not quite know where this goes, okay? By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents as did Isaac and Jacob, that was his son and grandson, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. Here again within this text, this the way this is written, we've got some beautiful indicators, some beautiful reference points that, that I think will help you to realize if you're prepared to leave country common narrative, uh, people, the, the, um, uh, the bias, the tribal bias and, and father's house, that intimate emotional connection with the things that uh, give you your being and identity and security. Here's what this, this text is conveying. You will feel like a stranger in a foreign country. So I need you to know that you, you take this decision today. You will feel like a stranger in a foreign country. You need to get used to it. It's actually a very refreshing, free thing to feel because now you are not bound under the common narrative, tribal bias, uh, seeking for your uh, safety, identity, security in in one source of what did birth you way back but now you need to grow up and leave you'll feel like a stranger in a foreign country you will have to get used to what it feels like to live in tents this is from what we just read uh, the implication being non-rigid structures non-permanent locations freedom is about living in a place of non-rigid structures and non-permanent locations. I can see so easily from this what happened within the religious setting that I was raised and within Christianity. Uh, so often it's not about feeling like a stranger in a foreign country and we're not living in the tents. We now create rigid structures and permanent locations. So the, this is important. The third thing, you will have to live life persistently looking forward. He said he didn't know where he was going, but he lived looking forward to what was to come. This means you mostly won't know where you're going, just the direction in which you're traveling. So we all have a Haran the Sun experience. Whatever that may be, however you color that in today, we all have a Haran the Place 
with the potential to render us stuck. But we also have a Canaan in here, and, and what I mean is in here, we also have a Canaan in here, a land of promise in here and out there, just waiting for us to leave and see what lies beyond the pain. I'm going there. Q is going there. The question is, are you coming? Love you, bless you, have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to another Q York podcast. If you've been inspired by what you've heard today, then why not email us at info at qyork.co.uk and let us know who you are and where you're listening from. We love that you're listening to us and we'd love to hear from you too. Did you know you can also watch all of the talks from Q on our YouTube channel? Just go to youtube.com forward slash Q Church York. We look forward to having you with us again soon. Until then, enjoy the quest.